worship you. King of kings, Lord of lords, we exalt you, Lord. We enthrone you on our worship tonight. large crowd gathered and carpeted the road before you with their cloaks and their prayer shawls and others cut down branches from trees to spread in your path and Jesus King Jesus you rode into the center of the procession crowds going before you crowds coming behind you and they all shouted bring the victory Lord son of David he is the blessed one sent from the Lord Yahweh we celebrate with praises to God in the highest Jesus tonight we just say Hosanna bring the victory Hosanna in the Aramaic means, oh, save, bring the victory, Lord. The crowds were recognizing you, Jesus, as Yahweh's Messiah. By shouting out, Son of David, they were clearly expecting you, Lord Jesus, to immediately overthrow the Roman oppression and set the nation free. Many wanted victory before the cross, but the true victory comes, has come, after your resurrection. Jesus, tonight we just declare Hosanna. Bring the victory. Bring the victory. We believe that the victory is won, Lord. You completed the price. You paid the price. You completed the sacrifice. On our behalf, it was a joy that was set before you to endure the cross, to endure the, the crown of thorns, to endure the beating and the whipping and the tearing open of your flesh so that we could be free, so that we could be made whole, so that we could be forgiven so that we can be healed. In light of everything you have done for us, King Jesus, we give ourselves to you. 
we offer our bodies to you as a living sacrifice this evening, made holy and acceptable through your blood. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. into communion we just I feel like this is an appropriate response tonight that we would just celebrate Jesus celebrate the victory that we would celebrate his cross and all that his sacrifice accomplished for us all that it accomplished and all that his death on the cross opened up for you and I an inheritance beyond measure Everybody wants to come up and partake of the elements. We have wine and we have grape juice. So everybody please come up and partake. just thank you that the earth is the Lord's. Lord, we thank you that we are part of your body, that we are gathered together in unity here, Lord, to remember your sacrifice, Lord, your cup of obedience for our redemption. Holy Spirit, thank you that you know the exact ways to speak to me so that I can hear you. Thank you that you live within me for my sake, but that you came upon me for the sake of the world.
I participate in the broken body of Jesus. Standing on the truth that his sacrifice was made for every single person. Lord, we thank you that by your stripes we are healed. We thank you, Lord, that it was the piercing of your body that brought wholeness to our bodies. So as we partake of this demonstration, we receive the full manifestation here on earth of our wholeness. In Jesus' name, we take the bread. I take his blood, releasing the reality that the resurrection power of heaven is available through him. Thank you, Jesus. We're holding in our hands at this very moment your power of resurrection through your blood, which cleanses us and gives us direct access to the Father, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take the blood. I want you to declare, I am the righteousness of Christ. You've just taken the body of Christ and the cup of redemption. All your sins are forgiven. All the generational curses are broken. They have no authority. All your sickness is healed. All the tormenting spirits out there. All the chaos of this world. We just declare Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in our bodies, in our temple, on this earth, in the name of Jesus. I want you to say it again. I am the righteousness of Christ. Every area of my life glistens with hope. Because of what Jesus has done for me on the cross, nothing, nothing is impossible with you, God. All things are possible in the name of Jesus. All things are possible under the blood of Jesus. We have overcome. We are already victorious. You are seated in heavenly places. Right now, where you are, you are seated in heavenly places. You are the redeemed righteousness of Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for your banqueting table. Thank you for your feast. Thank you, Lord, that your blood washes us and you give us hope forevermore.
ever want to rush too quickly into the next phase of a, of a meeting without just waiting on the Lord. And we always want to make room for hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say. And basically everyone in this room understands, if you've been here long enough, that the Lord's first language is not English. I wish it was. It'd be a lot easier for me to understand, quicker for me to catch what he's saying. But he speaks to us through our senses, through pictures, through reminding us of scripture, through visions. So many ways. Sometimes he just shows us a color or a, a, a feeling, a sense, an emotional feeling of peace or joy or whatever. And I know that there are people here that are well seasoned in hearing the voice of God. You know who you are. Um, we would call you our ministry team. Um, so I want to just make a moment here opened that if anyone from our ministry team has a word or feels like God is speaking something specific for tonight, then I want you to come up, release that word, and we'll go on. So I have a national word that I'd like to release. You guys, we can pray into this. But during pre-service prayer, I heard the word, and then during worship, it unfolded. And then it ties along with victory and fighting from victory. So I heard, Touchdown USA. Touchdown USA. The ball has been thrown to Team USA. Call the play, run the ball. The Lord has your back. The linemen are angels. Run the ball and make the play. The Lord is looking at the church of the United States of America. Pick up your part. Walk in unity. Train in unity. Do not be afraid of the battle or the opposing team. Call the play. Run the ball. He has given you the ball. You're gonna make the play. You're gonna make the pass. You're gonna make the touchdown. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, on his word. The Lord has put you on a team. The unity of the brethren and with the angel armies, you are not alone. Don't focus on the enemy, focus on the goal, run. So, Lord, I declare from this house, and I want to decree this right now. So I decree and declare, Scott and Tammy, call the play. What is the play that the Lord has given you to run in Bremerton, to run in Washington? And I call out to all of you, what is your part? What word has the Lord spoken to you? Equip yourself. Walk in unity of your teammates here. We are well equipped. We are strong in the Lord. He is our might, and he's got our back. 
So Lord, we thank you that you have given us the touchdown USA, that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth is full of your glory. Bremerton is full of your glory. Kitsap, Pierce County, King County, Washington State, from this city to the nation, we declare you belong to Jesus. Jesus owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Jesus owns the United States. This is his inheritance. We don't care what the enemy looks like. We're going to kick the ball. We're going to run the pass. We're going to get the touchdown. You're going to get the touchdown. You're going to get the touchdown. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I don't know anything about football. Watch out. God says we shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all you nations, and shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph. I'm not going to beg prophetic words to come up, so if you got one, just get up here. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I should be a little more gracious. Make your way up front. <laughs> Get your boot up. <laughs> Actually, got this this morning. It was for Legacy City Church and the body and the individuals in the body. And it's breakout. This is a time of breakout. This is a time of receiving. This is a time of abundance. The What I saw during worship was it's like a, a spinning globe and then there were these like pinpoints all over where light was just emanating through there it's almost uh, I wish I could draw pictures for you guys <laughs> I wish you could too it's like I focused okay, up there on the screen and everybody sees it uh, yeah it was like the the darkness is not able to survive any longer because the light is so bright. Each one of us is carrying this light that is so bright. Everywhere we go, I just love this because people just feel it on us. They just feel it on us. We're changing atmospheres yeah. everywhere. And that's what, that's what we'll be drawing them in. There is a light that is emanating from this church that is covering the whole city and those those dark points of the the depression where chains are being broken poverty depression all those things that have been um, hiding the city of bremerton under a bushel there is light there is light we just need to lift that off and sometimes i think it's just by walking by. It can be that simple. However, you connect with people, but they're they're so hungry out there. They're just hungry, and we sense that. We know that everybody here, I think, has an anointing. We have so many gifts here. It's just such a joyous time. I think I think there will be some difficulties coming at us, 
but that's just a, such a small, small price to pay for what will be coming out the other side. It just, it's glorious what is happening. I, I love to see the changes in all the people that are, it's happening all the time. Charlotte just breaking out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Everybody here, uh, Judy reaches so many people with her, with her heart of gold at Costco. And I think you, you personally are going to be responsible for bringing a lot of people in. And it's a word of mouth thing sometimes. It's this worked for you. Oh, I got healed there. I keep getting a recurring vision that I got a year ago for here that there will be a point. I see Scott is standing outside. There's a reporter there with a mic pointed at you, and there's a, a cameraman, cameraman behind. I think it's a woman just interviewing you, and it's about how many healings there have been here, but there happened to be one person who just knew somebody who knew somebody, and it, it leaked out to the media. And it's it's going to happen after that. It's just going to be it's going to be so huge because it will reach so many people that way. There's a there's a person that one person that will be reached. This is this is what I'm getting more than once. There's one person who will be reached who has some really deep pockets who will make a large donation and. We're going to need a change because there will be so many people coming. So he will he will make a donation and will want but will want to remain anonymous. Not an anonymous donation, but will want to remain anonymous. It's it's going to be happening really soon. I see it this year. We receive it. We receive it. Hope you guys receive it too, because we ain't going to do it by ourselves. Sorry, for the record, I need to get that on tape. <laughs> we release that now over each individual here. We release it as the body of Christ. We release it over Legacy City Church. We release it over Bremerton. We receive, we receive, we receive yes. the glory after glory after glory after glory. It is an unstoppable thing. It is huge. It is, it is supernatural. It is nothing that we would be able to do on our own. It is just going to continue, get larger and larger. It will be so explosive and so large, it cannot be contained. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. I've been getting little, just real quick pictures. Like last week, I, I wanted to get up and I got cold feet. But I, I felt like I was holding something. I could feel it in my hand. I was holding it. And it was in my, well, it was on my left hand. And I said, well, that's not the sword. I would have that on my right hand. That's my good hand. But I just kept on feeling this. And I said, what is it? You know, and then I, I realized that's the shield. Yeah, that's the shield of faith. And with spiritual eyes, you could see those arrows coming in. So you have this shield of faith, just raise it up. I didn't say it, and then all of a sudden, Carl started saying, you got to put on God's mighty armor. And I said, oh. So that was kind of like an answer to what I, I had. 
but you know, I should have shared it. <laughs> but and, right. and so I've learned even these visions or, or pictures, flashes, you got to share because somebody else could bring it up, you know. And that was tonight. Uh, it was like looking in a furnace. When I was a kid, I used to look in the furnace and, and watch the heat. All these flames, rows of flames, just, you know, just dancing. And that's what I saw, just rows of little flames just dancing. You know, and I said, is that the Holy Spirit? Tongues of fire? I don't know. But I did see just rows and rows waiting, just sitting there waiting to come Spirit wants to reach a lot of people, and that's you know it's just I just saw rows and I, I can't really explain. They were they were a little bit bigger, but you know it was real pretty. It only lasted for a little while, but you know that's what I got. That's awesome, awesome. Yeah, tonight during worship, I was looking down on the earth. And there were all these gold dots all over the place. And then it went to the earth rotating, and you can see the waters and the land, and God just showing that his glory is going to cover the earth. Then tonight on uh, during worship, where even the stones will worship the Lord. I remember reading that years and years ago, and I meditate on it. I said, God, are these stones in these fields going to worship you? And then about 2007 or 8, somewhere around there, I know it was after 2007, within the three-year span. But it was like, I don't know if it was Revelation. I just told somebody. I think I told Charla, too. It was a... I took several classes of metallurgy. Me and my family, we've been gold panning. We had sluice box, we had dredges. We found a good good amount of gold. Wasn't, we're not rich. <laughs> a little pile like that. But I realized that um, these rocks are like ore. You know, any rock will look like a rock. If you heat it up enough and temperature becomes ore, metals, and this worship, I was thinking these rocks are turning into metal, which that's what this is made of, all the integral uh, circuit boards, even gold wires and stuff. And I was thinking, man, is that how these rocks are going to sing to us? Because, you know, it was pretty awesome back then. <laughs> but I thought, you know, this. That's how the rocks are gonna sing, you know. And then, you know, it just it came to me about 2007. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Here's good. Here's good. Everyone's good. We don't need to try to make more happen. If you don't have anything, it's okay. It's okay. I do have a a word of encouragement. Um. And so, you know, Nee, if you didn't get a chance to meet Nee, that's her name, N-H-I. And don't worry, I won't make you 
embarrassed or uncomfortable. Um, but I sometimes I look up people's names to find out the name meaning. I didn't know if I would find a, the meaning of a name that's Vietnamese, but I did. And your name, I already felt like God had something for you while you're here visiting. And do you, do you know your name meaning? It means little one? Yeah, little one. Well, I just, when I saw that, immediately the Holy Spirit said, she's like a little one who's precious to me. You are precious to your Father in heaven, but you're not a little one in spirit, but your spirit is big. Your inner person with the Holy Spirit knitted together with you, you are a mighty female warrior. And I just feel like whatever God has for you while you are here in the USA, he wants to give you a gift that will help change your nation when you go back to Vietnam. So if you guys could just stretch your hands towards me, we just want to declare, we, we want to speak out and pray a blessing over you. So is this okay? Okay, so Father, we thank you for Ni. We thank you that she chose to come visit Legacy City Church this evening. And Father God, we are asking you to release an impartation from this house to her, that you would release into her spirit the, the gems and the jewels of the kingdom that you have entrusted to us, that she would begin to see who she really is that you've designed her to be, that she would recognize she is a royal daughter of heaven, that she carries the royal authority of King Jesus, that she is filled with the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit to shift the atmosphere from darkness to light, from the kingdom of hell to the kingdom of heaven, wherever she goes, that she would be a, a changer and a shifter and a bringer of the victory of heaven into her cities, into her nation, and every place her feet go. So tonight we just bless her in the name above all names, in the name of Jesus, our King. Amen. Is that good? Okay. I yeah. felt like it was good. Yeah, <laughs> Nee, I just felt this evening that when you go back, to Vietnam, that revival is going to break out. Whatever you get from here, whatever the Father shows you, that you're going to take that back, and revival is going to break out, and the people are going to come to know Jesus because of you. So we bless you with that. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, I want to travel to another nation and have a word like that spoken <laughs> over me. By the way, if you hear something good, take it for yourself. I've heard that some of the best prophetic words you can receive are the ones that you can speak over yourself. Yeah. We got a, we got a, a Miss Amy here. I just, I just want to jump up just real quick, not to overwhelm you, but during worship, I didn't know you were, I mean, I didn't know you were going to look it up, I, but um, I just felt the, the smile of God over you. Like I felt like the Father's love and kind of adoration for you as his daughter and what they're what they're speaking over you i feel like is going to be unlocked when you 
really draw even closer than you maybe are right now when you draw closer to Jesus and closer to Father God and have that intimate relationship, that love relationship, because I feel like he was just smiling at you and just really taken with you. And I feel like he wants to reciprocate that, like he wants to lock eyes with you and love on you. And I feel like the revival and the change that will come through you will be because will be because of the relationship that you this new season I feel like you're coming into a new season of relationship with Jesus deeper and wider and more intimate than you've ever known so like it's a it's a voluntary a voluntary thing so if you step into it I feel like he has his hand out and all you got to do is take it so I just want to encourage you that I didn't know what they were going to say, but I felt like God was speaking that over you during worship. So that's all. That's good. Hey, and did you have something? Okay. I also just want to say, you know, once the meeting is, is over, these people like to stay late. Like I have to flip the lights on and off when it's like midnight usually. Maybe not that late. No. I Actually, I love it because when people linger and visit all night, it's, it's a good sign. When they're like, every, if everyone left right when we said amen, I'd be like, boy, they're in a hurry to get out of here. Hope they come back next week. I just want to say, you know, that there's always opportunity to encourage, to give a word, to pray for one another. Um, you know, we, we just want to, we, we try to keep going with the flow of the Lord and keep the momentum we, we place a high value on our time of worship because it's when we worship, the presence of the Lord comes and rests upon us as his people. You know, it's the word of God says he inhabits the praises of his people. So he comes in his presence in a greater way because you already carry him in you. If you're saved, you have Jesus living in you. Amen? Amen. Okay, I hope we agree on that. If you don't, the Romans 8 says if you don't have the spirit of Jesus in you, you don't belong to him. So... You come everywhere you go. You come into a gathering carrying a measure of the presence of the Lord. And it's not little. It's not like a thimbleful. He is huge. He is without measure. But you are, you are in Christ. Your life is hidden in Jesus. And as, at the same time your life is hidden in Jesus, He is inside of you. So you can't go wrong. I mean, you can could, but really, it takes a lot to mess that up. So, but he's not ever going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not just going to fly out of you because he's tired of, you know, fed up with trying to get you to do things when he's trying to speak to you. He's very patient. The Lord is patient. He's kind. He's gracious. He's slow to anger, abounding in love. So he's good. God is good. He's so good. So I just I say that because we want to want to just keep moving with what he's doing in the room, but we always want to uh, make time available after the meeting to, to fellowship and to connect and to pray for one another. So, is everybody doing good? Y'all good? Okay, well, we're going to crank the lights up, I think. You guys need a little bit more light? In the beginning, yes. <laughs> in the beginning, when God made the heavens and the earth, he said, let there be light. There was probably a lot more than that, but hey, there's two boxes of more, more lights underneath the desk over there that one day they will be up on the ceiling and it will look like the sun shining and not just the starlight. So. 
Okay, well, <clears throat> Tammy is going to be my, my assistant, my divine assistant up here. She's going to keep me on track, and we're going to go forward. Let's see if the angels will fade up. Oh, look at that. Sweet. No hiccups tonight. <laughs> and he's like thinking, why? What, what would happen? <laughs> Sometimes it just goes, shuts off. It's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a process. Oh, let's see. We have it at a lower level. Because we like to have the angels still in the background, right, David? <laughs> like when you guys do youth group. Okay. Hey, you're going to be familiar with this picture I'm going to put up here right now. Um, I did promise. I don't always keep my promises when it comes to what we're going to cover on a, on a particular Sunday night. But I did say that I, I was hopeful that we could get to one of our kingdom culture values per month. And today I just felt like the Holy Spirit was highlighting this theme. So if you look at the ones that are underlined, we have creating healthy families. So we talked about family um, in January, actually in December. We started faithfully sticking to the plan in December. No, November. And then in December, we covered hope and joy. So that was last month. What a season to cover hope and joy. We're talking and celebrating the birth of Jesus, the, the hope of the nations, the joy of the world, joy to the world, the Lord has come. I mean, that just was the perfect theme for us to really get inside of us. And I would hope that, you know, each one of us would not just stop with one Sunday message on that, but maybe you would dig into that theme, that you would find yourself expounding and growing in hope and in joy. And so tonight, I just, I felt like, the release of the supernatural is something to for us to focus on this evening. Feels like it's been a, a thread throughout the whole evening, um, at least to me. I don't know if you guys feel that way. I know it says Jesus empowers supernatural ministry. I just kind of like to say releasing the supernatural. So John 7, 38, Jesus said, believe in me, so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you. I like the Passion Translation, burst out. Not just flow, but exactly, like with harmonicas and trumpets and shofars and cymbals, that river will burst out of you. If you're in the South, it'll sound like a harmonica or something. Flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. So. I know that all of us have heard this scripture before. We, we know that Jesus taught that the Spirit of God would dwell inside of believers in Jesus, that we would receive the Holy Spirit, and that out of our innermost being, out of our belly, okay, so some people would say the, the scripture says that it's actually the belly or that area of your body. Who knows for sure if it's really there? I mean, don't touch anyone's belly button because they might, like, get freaked out and like laugh really loud. Tammy's got one of those. So <laughs> some people don't, you know. Some of you just need to clean the thing. I don't know. But apart from that, you know, that's what Q-tips were made for. Not for your ear, but for your, so out of your belly, out of your innermost being, you'll see people putting hands on people's bellies sometimes. Now men, if you do that to a woman in this church that's not your wife, I'm gonna have a chat with you right when it's happening. <laughs> Women, if that's not your husband, Tammy's going to have a chat with you immediately. I don't think anyone in here is going to have that problem. So that means the rest of us who are here, if you see that happening with a stranger walking in this room, you're on it. 
<laughs> You're on it, right? Like something? Yep. Okay. So <laughs> this is going to be really fun. I got some really good, good quotes here from Bill Johnson. I mean, obviously Bill Johnson's a better preacher than I am, so why not borrow some of his stuff? <laughs> See, I got an amen back there. He didn't say it out loud because he's trying, <laughs> trying to be respectful, but he's nodding, <laughs> nodding in the spirit. Yes. Okay, so we all know this scripture. We know this, this truth, but do we really wake up every day or go to bed at night and and declare over our sleep and then as we rise the next day that I will walk in that reality that everywhere I go I release I have the opportunity to release the actual powerful life-changing power of God in the Holy Spirit I don't always think of it what's so funny I shouldn't ask never mind don't answer Okay, let's look at some, this is not a scripture, but I do have some scriptures in here just for those you know, Bible thumpers who have a really big Bible and they're ready to whack me over the head with it <laughs> after the meeting. No, I love the word of God. If it wasn't for the word of God, I don't know where I'd be. I wouldn't be here though. Okay, so here we go with some awesome Bill Johnson quote. In the same way that Jesus revealed the Father's heart to Israel, so the church, that's you and I, is to be a manifestation of the Father's heart to the world. So just think about that for a minute. You have been born again to become, to be a manifestation of Father God's heart to the world. That's why the Bible gives us these things, these, we would call them rules or ideals to live by because God wants us to manifest his nature and his character in a way that is accurate. I've said this before, but if we believe that we have an angry God ready to just pound someone the first time they make a mistake, and that is how we represent him by coming against the first sinner we see and slapping them and saying, repent, you sinner, you're going to go to hell. No, that doesn't represent the Father's heart very well. So, and I know you don't do that at Costco. Oh. Uh, don't so, tell them where you go to church. Yeah. If, if you do that, don't tell them where you go to church. Because not only do you represent the Father's heart, but you also represent the church that you're a part of. Okay, so, so the church is to be a manifestation of our Father's heart to the world. That's why it's so important that we take, that we take note and we pay attention to how we live, how we're conducting ourselves. And I'll be the first to confess that I, I've got to catch myself. I have to go back and say, I shouldn't have said those things. I should have joked that way. I shouldn't be inappropriate. You know, I, I like humor and I like sarcasm. Sarcasm is my love language. So, so I, I got to walk a, a careful balance. So we are carriers of his presence. You are a carrier of his presence. Holy Spirit is in you. Doers of his will. Giving what we have received releases him into situations that were previously held in the grip of darkness. This is our responsibility and our privilege. He trusts you. He trusts you. He put a deposit of him, his very self within you that you would release him into situations. You would release him from yourself to other people and into situations. 
Oftentimes in the past, we would tell the kids as just a way for them to understand what we're talking about. When we would have them pray for people, even now when we have some, a group of people up front here and we ask the kids to come up and lay their hands on people, I might often re remind them and say, turn your sprinklers on. Something that Bill said years ago. He said he would walk into this new age health food store because he liked to shop there. Apparently they had some food that he was interested in, but he would purposely walk up and down the aisles and he said, I would just turn my sprinkler on. Just, he's just releasing the presence of God into that place, shifting the atmosphere. I like that, I think that's awesome. So that quote comes from his book called When Heaven Invades Earth. That book is probably his um, number one best known book that he wrote that, that he's very well known for. I do have, I brought a stack of those out here. That's all that we have of that book. If you've never read that book before and you really wanna read it, if you're not just gonna take it and put it on a shelf and never read it, but if you really do wanna read it, um, I want you to get it tonight and just take it. So I'll just, that's all I'll say on that. Okay, the next part, this is still some Bill Johnson stuff here. Releasing the supernatural. Do you guys, you feel like you're tracking with that when we say releasing the supernatural? We're talking about Holy Spirit in us and us letting him out of the cage in a sense. The supernatural is the presence of God. It's the Holy Spirit. So we, there's nothing else we can release. No, we don't have angels living inside of us. We, we need angels for their assistance. Um, we don't worship them though, okay? Worshiping angels is foolish, but ignoring them is foolish as well. So, but as far as what we carry in us, the revelation of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, that is who we get to release. Him and all of his different facets, the different um, angles of his glory. Angles, facets, I don't know. The, the manifest, the multifaceted wisdom of God. So, releasing the supernatural is more than just experiencing a realm. You know, we come here, we experience the realm of God's presence. We, we enjoy it. It feels good. It's like, oh, it's peaceful. It just feels like, almost feel like I'm a little tipsy sometimes, you know, whatever that is for you. But it's more than just experiencing a realm that we can't see. It's about walking in the faith and understanding that our role on this planet is to release our experience to others. So, you might have been in the church and conferences for decades, packing away volumes of information and revelation and knowledge. But if all you're doing, if all I'm doing is just keeping that to myself and never taking that and releasing it by practicing stepping out and just seeing an opportunity where that information is needed, like I get a revelation that Jesus, it's his will to heal people that the cross was the payment that he actually paid for healing in advance and that we are here to release what he paid for. If I don't do anything with that information, it's just going to waste. I'm just a, I'm like a library walking around full of books that no one wants to read or that I'm not, you know, trying to do. Anyway, so you get what I'm saying. So we want to release it's about walking in the faith and understanding that our role on this planet is to release our experience and faith to others. As God releases the supernatural in our lives, we have the honor of releasing the same supernatural yeah. presence to the world around us. Yeah. 
his power exists to bear witness of another realm. When you demonstrate the power of God through your life to somebody who has never tasted or experienced the love of God, you are bringing into their experience a taste of a realm, the realm of heaven. Oftentimes, um, well, at Bethel Church, they have it posted in different places for the students mainly, but for people that are a part of that body that we, you and I, we owe the world an encounter with God. You don't have to try to give them the four spiritual laws, get them to pray the prayer before they can actually experience the love of God. People ministered his love to me before I ever prayed the prayer. I, I prayed the prayer with a friend, but before I even prayed it, I read that prayer in a little booklet on my, by myself, and his love came crashing down on me before I even asked for him to come into my life. I broke and wept on my living room floor Reading, read, just reading the prayer of Jesus, would you come into my life, forgive my sins, make me yours, you know, be the Lord of my life. He, in his goodness and love and mercy, was crashing in on me, preparing me for the ultimate rebirth experience. So as God releases the supernatural in our lives, we have the honor of releasing the supernatural to the world around us. His power exists to bear witness of another realm, a realm that as believers, we should know how to access, okay? So if, if you're still figuring out, keep, keep seeking how it all works, okay? We need to be good students. We need to pursue understanding how the spirit, the realm of the spirit works, how he is in us, how he wants to be released. It's something that we need to get inside of us and to learn about. So we should know how to access that power and release it. So how do we walk in the supernatural? How do we gain access to this unseen reality? Through faith. Simple faith. Yeah, Chris had a really good word this morning on faith. And one of the things he had said this morning was, some of you are waiting on God to do something. But God's like, I'm waiting on you to have faith. Because when we have true faith, we step out. That's good. Yeah, they just had Kenneth Copeland for the first time at Bethel uh, last weekend. I, I couldn't really get into it, but it was inter interesting, entertaining. You know, the guy's, he's like your age, Dad. And he's preached, and he, <laughs> and he preached. He, the guy preached for like two hours, wow. telling stories about, anyway, so... But, but they believed that, that Kenneth Copeland was coming for such a time as now to release this, this impartation of faith yeah. because we are going into a season where things are shifting, where things are turning around, where it's going to require us to have faith to see in a different reality, to not see what we currently see going on around us, but to see what's happening yep. from God's perspective. So faith. Faith has its anchor in the unseen realm. I don't know. I just, I like the word realm. I didn't, you know, pick that word, but it just sounds, I don't know. The realm. Step into the realm of the unseen. It lives. So faith, it has its anchor. So picture the anchor, okay? Your faith is like an anchor that goes into the unseen. 
or something that you can't see with your eyes, but you're going to believe with your heart. It, it goes into the unseen realm. It lives from the invisible toward the visible. Faith actualizes what it realizes. Faith provides eyes for the heart. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. That's a song, but that's also a scripture. We read it tonight before when we were praying. Um, Ephesians 1 or 2, somewhere in there, Paul prayed you know, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Hebrews 11.1, 1. you guys know the scripture. I like it in the King James. Now faith is the substance. Say substance. Substance. It's the substance. You know, some people abuse substances. We have a substance that can blow your mind. The substance is called faith. Faith, it's not not just wishful thinking, it's real, it's substance. It's the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. You can't see the healing happening, but you have faith, your eyes are seeing it. You You are like, by faith, you're watching something that you can't see coming from heaven into this earthly situation. Faith is the mirror of the heart that reflects the realities of the unseen world, the actual substance of his kingdom. Through the prayer of faith, we are able to pull the reality of his world into this one. That is the function of faith. I would even add a little side note. When we worship, it's like prayer. Your worship is pulling heaven. We are pulling down heaven with our praise, with our words. Same with prayer. When we are praying, we are pulling down that reality of another, of another kingdom, of the kingdom of heaven into the earth. That is the function of faith. So faith has its anchor in the unseen realm. Do I have that twice? It lives from the invisible. It must be so good I should have it twice read. Yeah, yeah so it actualizes what it realizes. There we go. Duplicate. Matthew 6.33 from the Passion Translation. So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom. That's, that's our challenge, guys and girls. That's our challenge. God is Jesus. That's Jesus himself telling us, seek ye first. He maybe doesn't say ye to you, unless you were born in the 1600s in England, very old England. Seek ye. No, seek first. So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom. We need to be in pursuit of something more than empty earthly things that just don't even last. Doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue some of that stuff. You know, we're gonna pursue some things tonight, right, Ethan? We're gonna look at computer cases and (laughs) RGB fans and stuff because, oh, anyway, someone gave Oscar a gift of a of a used computer. I know this is like totally you off. Be quick. I'm going to be quick. See, I so, won't tell you guys that, but I'll tell you. So the other night, two nights ago, Scott and I were walking through Best Buy, wasting time Friday night while the kids were here. And I was like, oh, I wish we could afford to get Oscar a gaming setup because Ethan has one. And my heart so bad. is like, I want one for him so bad. But they're too expensive. And so to have a nice one. And um, so we got in the car and... We were, we were like, oh, let's go to Starbucks. So we we're in line at Starbucks. And I thought, oh, I should check my phone to see if anyone's texted me. So I pull out my phone. Emily, our second oldest daughter, sends me a text saying, Clayton, her boyfriend, is giving Oscar his old computer because he got a brand new laptop, gaming laptop or something gaming. And 
he's going to give it to Oscar, but don't tell him because it's going to be a surprise. And I was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? This is amazing. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, just, it was just awesome. It was so cool. So anyways, they brought it over last night, and Oscar got a new computer, and so he's been having a blast with that. But, so it yeah. needs some fresh fans. It needs some fresh fans. A fresh stuff, case. But, it doesn't, it doesn't but, really need it, but it, <laughs> anyway, so, but, but as cool as that stuff is, as cool as having a new computer is, as cool as having a new car or a new phone when you upgrade or whatever new thing, you have new furniture, uh, whatever, all of that stuff is just temporary. Yeah. What, what, we, what we can't see is eternal. What we can see, it's going to all rust, fade, fall apart, you know, be whatever, it'll just be outdated in a couple years. It's a computer. We need to seek the kingdom yeah, yeah. first. And then all of those things come into place. Colossians 3. This is probably one of my favorite verses. It's not the favorite verse that I have, but I have always loved Colossians 3, uh, the first section especially. If then you have been raised with Christ, so if you didn't already know that, the Bible says that when you gave your life to Jesus and you were born again, you actually were united with Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection. That's why we do baptisms, to show the world a, a physical demonstration, a picture of what has actually taken place inside of us. We were crucified with Christ. We were buried with him in the burial, um, in the tomb. And so we bury ourselves in the, the watery grave of baptism, and then we are resurrected in new life. So if then you have been raised with Christ, to say, I've been raised with Christ. I've been raised okay. with Christ. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died. Turn to your neighbor and said, you have died. You've died. <laughs> Someone has to look back. No. <laughs> we don't want this to be weird. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're trying to take scriptures that could sound weird, could sound confusing, and understand what, what the reality is that that scripture is talking about. So you have died. The old you before Jesus is now dead. And you have be, actually become a new person, a new creature in Jesus Christ. That's what that death is all about. You guys doing okay? I better get moving on this stuff. Oh boy, oh boy. To encourage us in our capacity to see, Jesus gave specific instructions. Seek first the kingdom of God. Paul taught us, set your minds on things above, not on things of the earth. He also stated, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are unseen, I'm sorry, which are not seen are eternal. The Bible instructs us to turn our attention toward the invisible. So the Bible is telling us, you're, you're in a physical, visual experience right now, but turn your attention towards what you can't see. There's something greater. There's something that's more real than the ground you're walking on or standing on. Herein, Bill says in his book, Faith Anchored in the Unseen, herein lies the secret to the supernatural realm that we want restored to the church. Jesus told us that he only did what he saw his father do. Such an insight is vital for those who want more. Whatever, so this is uh, Wendy Backlund. Most of you probably don't know who she is, but some of you do. Steve Backlund's wife, Wendy, from her book, Seeing 
the unseen. Whatever we value, this is so good, you guys. Whatever you value, that's what you're gonna see more of. You're shopping for a specific car, what do you see on the road everywhere you go? That car. I know from experience, and you probably do too. If we begin to value, value the spirit realm, we will see more of it. I like it that you guys like to watch those old videos of uh, Oral Roberts or whoever it is, you know, the, and watching people minister. When you've, not Catherine Coleman, yeah, whatever it is, um, not that you should just sit in front of a computer. These guys don't do that. I know they're very productive in life. Um, we don't want to just, you know, stay in front of the computer all day long, right? But, but whatever we are feeding ourselves on, whatever we're consuming in a healthy, balanced way, we will see more of it. If we begin to value the spirit realm, we will see more of it. We need to train our minds. God knows we need to train these brains to be aware of what we can't see. Even though we may not be able to see, hear, or feel initially, we believe because the word of God says the supernatural is present. So feed yourself on the supernatural. Is that a good encouragement? Feed sheep, go eat. Bobby Connor, it's the second time I heard him say this. If you don't, didn't listen to it, I actually shared the Bobby Connor link message to his, link to his message on our group. But if, just YouTube Bobby Connor Bethel 2022, it's in November, like November 13th. Um, just watch it, it's so good. It's, it's an hour well worth spent. Yeah. Worth well spent? Something like that, anyway. Yeah, yeah he said, if you're gonna eat, if you're gonna read the word of God, do it in the morning. If you do it, if you wait until nighttime, the enemy likes to throw things. Oh, what about, did I pay that bill? Are the kids okay? You know, whatever. And then you're tired. Sheep feed in the morning. I would encourage you guys, it's not a rule, it's not the law, but it's beneficial to start your day with a healthy breakfast of the book of Romans, right? <laughs> or whatever scripture you wanna read. Okay, so did I read all that? Feed yourself on the, there you go, feed yourself. Feed yourself. So what does it look like to feed yourself on the supernatural? These are just some questions. I'm not, we're not going to do a question and answer because we'll never get done. I only have a little bit more, but these are some questions just to ponder for yourself. What does it look like to feed yourself on the supernatural? We just mentioned a few, a few things. Reading, watching some videos, look at some his, history of God moving in power. How can you increase your experience of the supernatural in your personal life, apart from your corporate times of worship and fellowship? I hope you guys don't just rely on these gatherings to get your feeding. Doesn't mean that you, know, you have to every day, but I would encourage you to try to get something in every day, even if it's just worshiping the Lord and resting in his presence, soaking in his presence. Allow the Lord to have time just to speak to you, to quiet yourself down and to listen to what he's saying. And then what does that look like? So I guess for me, that's kind of what it looks like sometimes. Is that what it looks like for you? Okay. So Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift that I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then in verse eight, 
but I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be seized with power. I like the Passion Translation. Did I say that already? You will be seized with power and you will be my messengers to Jerusalem throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on the earth. So great was the disciples' need for power to become witnesses that they were not to leave Jerusalem until, that had, until they had it. Until that had it? Boy, there's a typo. The word dunamis is the word which means miracle realm. I'm sorry. I'm just making things up as I go here. I'll just read from the script here. <laughs> that word, power. So when Jesus said, you will receive power, that is the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis, which speaks of the miracle realm. You will receive power, dunamis. Just say dunamis. 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 That's where we get the word dynamite, right? It comes from dunamai, which means ability. This is so good. This is worth sticking around for that extra few minutes. It means ability. Think about it. We get to be clothed with God's ability. <laughs> I don't know. That just <laughs> makes me laugh for a second. It's like, whoa. Man, we could almost stop right there, but we're not gonna. We're gonna, we're gonna get through this because I'm not gonna try to recap next week. So, sorry guys. Fasten your seatbelt or undo your seatbelt, whatever you need to do. If you need to stand up and stretch and wiggle a little bit, we're almost done. It's gonna be done pretty quick here. So, some of you don't know who James Maloney is. Uh, he's since uh, passed on to be with the Lord. He went through, um, I think it was cancer and stuff. He had a season towards the end there when he was ministering. Oof, it was, he was a bit... Uh, kind of grumpy but anyway if you but but serious seriously like he was he was not functioning on his normal self out of his his normal um you could tell he just had his flesh was really racked with what he went through but james maloney has a history had a history of moving in in the miracle working power of god this is what he wrote in his book theology of healing <clears throat> we are the generation that is going to experience i'm going to declare this over us we are the generation that is going to experience... Why don't you read it out loud with me? We, we are, are the generation, generation that is going to experience the revelation of the power and authority of God in our lives. It has everything to do with relationship and intimacy. If we desire to have love in our hearts more than desire the power in our hands, God, God will entrust, entrust to us the power. the power. We don't, don't simply need the miracle. miracle. We need, need the revelation of who God is, what his power can do, and how much he loves us. Power and love. Yeah. If you have not love, you're just a noisy toilet flushing. No, you're a noisy gong. <laughs> it's like, Katie was like, because the toilet sounds like a gong. So it's like, whoosh. Okay, that's my opinion. So here's some questions again to ponder as we get to the end of this. And we're going to stand up after this screen and make a declaration. And we're going to be done. What does it look like to release the supernatural in your daily life? Who would this affect? Stop yawning over there. No, I'm sorry. Did I just call someone out? Did I just call you out? <laughs> She's like, shut up. Sorry. When you're a small church, you can have fun right Bonnie oh I'll have to cut your name out of the recording now everyone's gonna know <laughs> okay 
What does it look like to release the supernatural in your daily life? Who, uh, who would this affect? What obstacles, fears, or lies keep you from experiencing the supernatural on a more regular basis? I'm just a, a quick testimony. Something totally unexpected happened to me a week ago. Um, one of my coworkers, I've known the guy for years, but we've never really had a lot of interaction. Apparently, he knows that I, I'm a pastor, pastoral mailman. You never know what people know about you, so watch yourself. Yep. Don't be telling dirty jokes in the workplace or you're just gonna blow your witness, just saying. Yep. I try not to, I don't think I do. I might have told some, anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking, not dirty ones. No. Okay, so my coworker comes up to me and he said, this is outside and thank God I was ready. If I would have been just in a funk that day, I don't know how I would have handled it. Well, I know what I probably would have said, so let me tell you what he asked. He said, I'm going to have surgery tomorrow for my hernia. He said, a, year, a couple years ago, he went in to have surgery, and when they gave him the anesthesia, he went into cardiac arrest. And he wasn't even cut open yet. They had the mark on his back. I don't know what they are going to do to his back. He died on the table, and they, they brought him back. He had what they called a stress something and so he said I'm gonna have surgery tomorrow and I'd appreciate it if you think of praying for me now if I wasn't in the right place if I wasn't pre prepared somewhat I would have said like most of you if you're having a bad day or something I'll pray for you but I'm not gonna do it right now and he wasn't asking me to do it right now but you guys know what I'm saying yeah. if you're not if you're just like feeling like you're not gonna pray a good prayer of faith I was ready to pray. And I said, hey, I like to pray for people when they ask me right in that moment because you know how it is, you will walk away and I might forget. And we're outside, people have already filled their trucks up and lots of them left. And I was like, is it okay if I pray for you? So he's like, yeah. It's like, you can keep your eyes open. I pray with my eyes open. I was like, is it okay to put a hand on you? It's always wise to ask if you could put a hand on someone. Don't just assume they're good with that. So I put my hand um, close to his heart. I don't want to be too weird you know, but for him. And I just began to declare the peace of God over him, that he will live and he will not die, that, that God's protection was going to be over him. Boom, amen. It, I felt really good in that prayer. I think I might have got more out of it than he did, but I don't know. He didn't. He's quiet, and he's like, thanks. And I told him, if you wouldn't mind, text me. Let me know how it goes, or, or right before you go into surgery. Um, he did text that night, and he's like, things went well. I think the prayer helped. So I'm just, just saying, you guys, you don't know when that opportunity to release the supernatural is going to be right in front of you. We never know. It might catch you by surprise. There might be a person right there in a parking lot at the grocery store who is clutching their chest. What are you going to do? You already cussed out someone in your mind or something, you know, because they weren't being quick. They brought all their groceries to the self-checkout when you should only have five items and they brought a shopping cart full and you waited there for 10 minutes. That's not, that's not, I'm just, that wasn't no, I find, I find the quickest way out. Okay, so that's what it might look like. It might look like something totally different for you. It might look like you going up to that person 
that woman with the little children who looks like they're having a financial struggle and you say, I hope this is okay. Can I give you just this $20? God told me that it would bless you if I did that. You don't even have to say God told me. Whatever, whatever, just follow the Holy Spirit. Whatever he's saying, whatever he wants to show you. So homework. Study the book of Acts. Discover the supernatural encounters that the early church experienced. Pray in the Spirit five minutes every day. And I promise you, if you begin to do it with five minutes every day, you'll probably go with ten. You'll probably find yourself doing it here and there throughout the day. It's, it's a good practice because when we pray in the Spirit, the Bible tells us we build ourselves up. We strain, it's like working out and getting strong. You build yourself up in your most holy faith when you yeah. pray in the Spirit. Paul said, when I pray in tongues, I edify myself. So tongues is a gift from God for self-edification, for strengthening yourself. Kind of primes the pump that's within you, gets the Holy Spirit flowing. Sometimes you got to get the pump flowing. It's just how it is. Actually, what I think happens is it, it takes your focus from whatever you're looking at in the physical, and it begins to shift that mental faucet or something like that to open up your attention, to fix your eyes on the things that are unseen. So pray in the Spirit. If you don't have a spiritual prayer language, okay, so don't. I'm not assuming that everybody in this room prays in tongues. If you don't have a spiritual prayer language, this is an opportunity for you to seek that. There's many different examples of how that can happen. You can have someone pray for you. You can have people um, share some different ways that it worked, that they've seen it work. Or you can do what I did and just in your own quiet time, talk to the Lord about it. Take a little step of experimentation. Just let your, let your tongue begin to release a syllable to say, what, you know, it, just, it might start just flowing for you. In fact, when you begin to do that, you might feel like you're just making it up at first. But when you start to feel the presence of God falling on you as you're doing this, what feels kind of stupid thing, I'm speaking these weird words that sounds like a shalala, don't even know what it means. Does it even mean anything? Shabababa. There's different ways I've heard people, their prayer languages. Some, some of it's kind of funny. But anyway, especially when they say ha ka 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 ka. I'm like, ka ka? No, anyway, that doesn't sound like spiritual language. But, so I'll just say practice, practice it. Take a step of faith, work on it. Um, yeah, so let's stand up. Let's do a declaration as an ending tonight. Did you have something to add? Okay, you guys ready for this? This is good stuff here. Let's declare this. If you can see it, I apologize to some people who have a hard time seeing the smaller print. You can get closer to the screen if you want to. Okay, here we go. Are you guys ready? I saw that. I saw another yawn, but I didn't hear that one. I know. We're, we're going a little late, guys. This isn't our usual. I just... Oh, I, well, I know, but I didn't want to be you know, prideful. Okay, joking aside, here we go. You guys ready? <clears throat> the invisible realm is more real to me than the visible realm. Angels are with me at all times to minister, to strengthen, and assist me. I constantly release the supernatural to others by faith, not merely by sight or feeling.
I am relentless in pursuit of releasing the supernatural. I will not take no for an answer. I will not let apparent failure stop me. I increasingly have supernatural Holy Spirit-infused dreams, visions, and encounters, unusual miracles, manifested authority over demons, angelic visitations, and new infillings of the Holy Spirit. Hey, you just declared it. You may not have felt those words being true to you, but you, you declared it. I have faith and expectation that you're going to start to experience some measure of these things. Yeah. I did change one thing that was because I borrowed this from some, uh, some of our old curriculum from our schooling. It did say um, the last part under visions and encounters, it said and trances. <laughs> but I didn't want someone to be like, trances, is this a new age church? I don't want to fall into a trance. Isn't that what gypsies do? Actually, trances are in the Bible. When Peter was on the roof of the house in prayer, he fell into a trance. A trance is just when the presence of God takes you into a place where you are like out like a light and you go into a realm of the spirit that is very unusual. So if you want the trances, you can go declare that somewhere on your own. I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just didn't want it to be awkward. So, all right. So Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We just lift our hands to you tonight. We, we praise you. God, we give you glory. We just say we recognize that you have designed us, you have fashioned us to be uh, vessels, vessels of your glory, vessels of honor, vessels to release the presence of God. Lord, we just pray tonight as we, as we prepare when we go home to lay our heads on our pillows, as we start a new day by going to sleep tonight, that you would invade our rest, that you would come upon our dreams, that you would remind us in the morning when we rise of who we are and what you want to do in and through our lives to touch the world around us. We just receive by faith the gift tonight, the gift of God, the presence of Jesus to change the world, to set people free, to set the captives free and to send the demonic fleeing in seven directions. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name.